Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am the owner of the Seckler Law Firm, and I am your host here each and every week. Uh, where we discuss all things important to you and your family from a financial standpoint. We talk about estate planning documents like wills and trusts. Uh, We talk about things like how you can protect your family, your finances, your savings from the wolves of the night that would like to get it, like taxes and and long-term care expenses, creditor issues. Uh, And so we do this show every week just to give you the information that I think I would want to know if I weren't in this business to make a good estate plan for my family. Um, my philosophy has always been education first, educate, 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 and then let people make the best uh, decisions in their own interest. Uh, and so we do this radio show. And if you want more information about the law firm, you can find it at secklerlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. And just like I like to say all the time, um, we're going to be discussing some things on this show this week that you may find interesting, but understand that this show is for your education and information. This is not legal advice. You are not our client. Uh, we would happy to have you as a client, but you need to reach out to the law firm first. The things that I'm going to talk about are very fact-specific, and you may not have the facts uh, on your side to make them happen for you. So don't make any decisions legal or financial based on this or any other radio show uh, if you need some help, reach out to us. So this week I am joined uh, by a good friend uh, and a super excellent attorney whose office is in San Diego, uh, his name is Sam Brotman from Brotman Law. He has uh, a law firm full of attorneys who like to fight with the IRS. Uh, and we are here today to discuss one specific thing that we want to uh, um, educate you on about a tax. And this one is specific for business owners. So if you happen to be an employer or if you happen to be in a leadership position of a company uh, that has employees, You need to listen to this episode. This is straight breaking news um, opportunity for you to get uh, a significant tax return for your business uh, of taxes that you've already overpaid, um, but nobody knows about it. So if you are a business owner or if you are in a leadership position or if someone in your circle, your family members, your friends um, are in a leadership position, of a business. They need to understand the information we're about to present to you. And you can share this episode with them by sharing our uh, podcast, which you can find on Apple or iTunes at Life and Legacy Show. Uh, So without further ado, I'd like to welcome a good friend of mine, Sam Brotman from uh, the Brotman Law Office in San Diego, California. Sam, how are you today? Thank you, Tim. Really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, And so Sam and I have known each other for a long time. Um, through uh, an organization where lawyers get together and share some ideas. And the reason I brought Sam onto the show this week is to talk about a specific tax credit that employers are eligible for. If you had employees during 2020 and 2021, you're going to want to listen to this uh, because Sam has helped me with my business find um, some tax relief. And uh, he has some ideas to share with you that that could mean big money for your company. And so, Sam, um, we're talking, uh, well, before we get into the the credit that we're here to talk about, would you just like sort of go through your background, tell people what it is that your law firm does, um, 
with before this tax credit became a thing and now sort of where it's shifting? Sure, Tim. Uh, my name is Sam Brotman with Brotman Law in San Diego. We have eight attorneys uh, in beautiful, sunny San Diego, and we are focused solely on tax. So I got my background uh, fighting the IRS in the state of California. Uh, you guys are lucky in Pennsylvania that you don't have to deal with uh, the California state government. Uh, sure. But I came I'm up. I'm not sure many Pennsylvanians would agree with you that we're lucky with the the tax regime that we have here. But go go ahead. <laughs> well, none of the states are uh, are a blessing. But um, anyway, so my my background was started uh, defending businesses and individuals and families uh, against the IRS and, and the state uh, because we're really good at getting people out of trouble. We have a series of people that came to us before they got into trouble and say, hey, can you help me stay out of trouble? Uh, and that's our compliance practice. And then recently, my focus has been on happy news and saving people a bunch of money on their taxes, uh, particularly business owners and entrepreneurs that I'm passionate about. Uh, and so I love exploring opportunities with people and you know, cutting 20, 30, 100 grand off their taxes every year. So historically it it was a it was like a tax resolution practice right and you and I know you still do this, but if somebody gets into a disagreement with the i r s about taxes, your firm will assist them with those issues, but it's yep. kind of morphing more into tax strategy as time goes on, how we can put ourselves in a position to have strong arguments about the i r s um is that is that a fair assessment correct and we run a federal practice so i i mean we have got a good base of clients in California, obviously where we're from, but we, we help people all over the country, uh, including in Pennsylvania. But um, yeah, we've kind of got our start uh, understanding kind of how the beast works uh, on the, on the resolution side of things. And, you know, with that knowledge, I'll tell you, you know, one of the pieces of advice I got early on in my career is that the best corporate attorneys are litigators because they understand how things will play out. Right. Well, the best tax strategists are the ones that have actually defended a couple hundred audits in their lifetime to understand the mechanics of how the auditors work at, look at things and how the managers and how the tax court, you know, ultimately decides cases. So, yeah, I like uh, you, you understand the beast before you fight it. Right. Um, yeah. And with the IRS hiring 87,000 more agents, there's only going to be more of, of this type of work. And so, um all right. So that's your background. That's what your law firm does. But we've shared and you've shared with me that right now, the thing that is sort of hot and heavy and in the way you're helping a whole lot of people right now is this thing with called the employee retention tax credit. Um, and so um, by way of background, if I can, and then I'm, I'm going to get into like some more specifics questions that I have for you. But like this thing, I've been paying attention to this for a while now, the employee retention credit. and Probably a year, year and a half ago, I called my uh, accountant for my own law firm, for like our practice. And I said, I think I'm eligible for this credit. And they said, no, we don't think so. We're not going to file it that way. I called them four or five months later and I said, I think I'm eligible for this credit. They said, no, we don't think so. We already talked about this, Tim. We don't think you're eligible. I called them a couple of months later. I still think I'm eligible for this tax credit. They said, no. And then I talked to my good friend, Sam Brotman, who has a background in, in tax and tax strategy. And you kind of explained to me, Tim, absolutely your law firm is eligible for this credit. And so, um, and it's significant money. It's, you know, we're not talking about pennies here. And so why don't you explain what this thing is and, and why there are so many employers 
who are eligible and have essentially overpaid their taxes for the last couple of years? And, and how did this all come to be? So the employee retention credit was passed with the same stroke of the pen uh, that PPP was. All this legislation derived from the CARES Act. So PPP got a lot of big fanfare at the beginning uh, because, you know, everybody made a rush to apply for their PPP loans. Um, and in the beginning, you know, there were some problems with the legislation. Um, so Congress initially passed this in 2020. And then in 2021, they made it significantly easier for people to qualify. Um, if everybody remembers back to the pandemic, you know, the CARES Act legislation wasn't the best well-crafted leg legislation. So originally they had the same problem with PPP. They made it really, really hard for people to qualify. And then they kind of realized the error of their ways. So they significantly relaxed things to make the credit in this case much more inclusive. And so I think that contributed to part of it is there was a change in the legislation that I don't think a lot of people caught on to. Um, and the other thing is the IRS guidance on this really hasn't been the best. They haven't really publicized this, you know, because it's a tax credit, tax issues don't tend to make the national news very often. So it's something that's kind of snuck under the radar. Um, and again, the combination of the fact that there was this legislation that got amended and that has been revised and the combination of IRS guidance, which quite frankly is lacking in a lot of different areas, it's just led to a lot of confusion on the subject. Um, and so as you go through and really look at the credit, you know, you see that a lot of people are eligible for this thing and don't actually realize it. And there's a lot of also, this was very new. And in 2020 and 2021, there, there wasn't a lot of time for anybody to really digest it and interpret it. Um, and now that we've had some time, now we're looking back at those years and those quarters and saying, oh, I might have missed something, right? So why don't you, why don't you get into the details? Like, are, are we talking about income tax? Are we talking about what? So just explain the whole thing and how it works. Yeah. So the credit was designed to, to provide a reward for business owners who employed people during the pandemic and who kept people on payroll. Originally, it was meant as relief legislation. So as the quarters were happening in 2020 and 2021, um, the government was basically forgiving uh, Medicare and Social Security tax. Um, we don't have to get anything political about why that was, but you know, essentially this was the government's way of giving a relief by lessening the tax burden. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like PPP. PPP is a loan. Uh, that was later forgiven. This is a tax credit. And, and I think it's also important to, to recognize because the, the acronyms are similar. This is also not idle, which was the economic injury disaster loan, right? So just because this one belongs, you know, we're calling this the employee retention tax credit, ERTC. This is not idle. So if you took a look at idle or if you got idle, that's not what we're talking about. This is something different. And much like PPP and IDLE, applying for more than one program doesn't disqualify you. So that's one of the things I hear is, well, I've taken PPP money. I got a first and second round. I don't qualify for this. That's 100% not true. So the criteria for how you look at the tax credit 
versus PPP and idle are completely different. Uh, different circumstances, different fact patterns, uh, and a different way of analyzing it. So the first thing to note is that this thing is a credit. So the way you take the credit is by amending your payroll tax returns to claim it. So while the original intent was to give people relief in those months uh, and in those quarters in 2020 and 2021, um, Congress made it retroactive. So even if you miss the opportunity, you can go back and later claim the credit. And that's where people have kind of gotten in trouble because people have paid all of this payroll tax in uh, during 2020 and 2021 because they weren't aware of this credit. And now the opportunity is out there to get this money back in terms of all the taxes that you've overpaid. Uh, and people don't realize that, that this exists. So right. a lot of clients we talk to, this essentially is found money for them. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I just want to make the point here and, and not lose track of like how would you and I are working together to help some people with this. Okay. So um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Life and Legacy Show sponsored by the Secular Law Firm. My name is Tim Seckler, and I'm joined this week by a good, fan, uh, good friend, Sam Brotman, who owns a law firm in San Diego, California, and he's kind of a thought leader uh, in a lot of things, taxes and dispute resolution with the IRS. And he's, he's talking this morning directly to employers who uh, have the opportunity to amend their old payroll taxes to get a heck of a lot of money back from 2020 and 2021. Um, and so, you know, when you file employers, if, if, or if you're in a leadership position, every quarter we file these tax returns called 941 where we're submitting payroll tax, that tax, there's a significant chance in 2020 and 2021, you overpaid it and you can get some of that money back by listening to what Sam has to say. And so, uh, we're doing this show. It is, um, <clears throat> what is it? It's Saturday morning, September 3rd. This coming week, so if you're listening to this show, you know, and, and it's, not a re, it's not a recording when you're listening to it, if, if you're listening to this show, this coming Tuesday evening at, um, uh, let me just check, uh, September 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Sam and I are going to do a webinar together to get a little bit more into the details about this thing. You can sign up for this webinar, and this is sort of the thing. If you know somebody that's a business owner, you should write this down and send it to them because they should listen to this. This is We're not talking about pennies. We're talking about real dollars and, and possibly some commas. Um, ERC-webinar.com. ERC stands for Employee Retention Credit. ERC-webinar.com. Sam and I are going to do a webinar September 6, 6 p.m. Um, and if you happen to miss that, if you're checking this out as a podcast late and you missed it, Give us an email at radio at secularlawfirm.com and we'll send you the recording. Radio at secularlawfirm.com because this is where we're going to tell people how you might go about um, amending your tax returns, how you can do it in a way that makes a lot of sense. You can do it with a, with a good sense of security. So I just wanted to say as we get into the details, you know, you and I are lawyers and we're going to start talking about all these wherefore clauses and what nows and all that. But I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to take advantage of this. So erc-webinar.com or give us an email at radio at secularlawfirm.com and we'll get you hooked up. So, all right. So um, so we're talking about employers. We're talking about the 941. So why why is it, or, or better yet, um, let me just share my experience, right? So even after I have um, 
decided that I'm eligible for this credit. Okay. This is sort of a factual determination. This is not like sometimes with the IRS, it's, it's 10 minus two is eight. And then that's the answer. And that's what goes in the return. This one, whether you're eligible for the credit is sort of a factual determination. So can you walk through um, how factually people might determine if they're eligible? Yeah, I can do that. Um, let me, let me leave with the headline, which we didn't, we didn't get into, which is how much is this? Yeah. Uh, that's even better. Yep. This is up to $26,000 per employee over the span of these six quarters. So, you know, everybody listening can do the math. You have 10 employees, you know, potentially this is a $260,000 credit. Uh, so I don't, I think one of the things that's lost is the magnitude of how big this is because of how much you pay in in payroll taxes. So I can envision a restaurant owner who has, you know, probably part-time, but might have 40 employees part-time. Maybe that's 20 full-time employees or the equivalent thereof. So a restaurant owner that has 20 full-time employees times up to 26,000 per employee, it's a lot of math. It's a lot of, it's a, it's a big number. Yeah. It's, it's, it, we're routinely processing six and seven figure credits for business owners. I mean, this is, we're seeing things in the in the mid six figures, even the the, the low seven figures, for for a lot of small businesses. Okay, um, so now I let's say I own a small business, and my accountant told me I'm not eligible for this. What what what's your response to that? Well, the the problem is is the CPA community. I think there's a lot of misconceptions around this, and so there's there's two tests under the credit. Uh, number one is a revenue test, and so that's the one that most people focus on: is did you have a decline in revenue? The second test, though, has to relate related to impact, and it's were you more than nominally impacted by a government order? Uh, and so, when you talk about impact, which is what a lot of people miss, impact doesn't necessarily have to do with revenue. the The common reason that people think that they don't qualify for this is because they actually ended up doing okay in the pandemic. But the reason they did okay is because they had to pivot. I mean, it's really hard to find a business that wasn't adversely impacted in April of 2020. You know, we, we kind of take this for granted because of where we are now. But during the pandemic, it was a really scary time. Uh, you, nobody really knew what to think or how bad this was. You know, some people were saying we're going to be back to work in a couple of weeks. And some people thought the zombie apocalypse was befalling us. So from a practical standpoint, in measuring impact, it, it for, especially for certain types of businesses that are physical location heavy or employee heavy, objectively, it's really not hard to establish the line between government order and, and impact. And so the, the question is, is how much were you impacted? How long were you impacted for? And, you know, again, once you clear that relatively low bar, you qualify for the credit. And so the biggest misconception that I've come across with accountants is they completely tie it to revenue. And that's not true. It's not necessarily a revenue test. There is a revenue test that can get you there. But even like for businesses that did well in COVID, but were impacted by government shutdowns. Like for my, for example, my little law firm, 
I do a lot of seminars. I'm, every weekend I'm on the radio talking about come to one of my workshops, come to one of my workshops. Well, overnight, I wasn't allowed to do seminars. Now we switched to webinars and finally figured it out and we made a pivot, but that was a significant impact on my business. We had to change everything about our intake process. We had to change everything about how we communicate with our clients. Uh, and so to me, that's a more than nominal uh, impact due to a government regulation. So it doesn't matter what the revenue did. It seems to me factually I'm eligible for the credit. Right. Now, there are some exceptions to this. If you are, uh, if you run an, an internet-based business and you work from home before the pandemic and you work from home after the pandemic, uh, then you may have a harder time qualifying. But the other thing to consider is, you know, if you look at the IRS regulations, and again, the IRS hasn't been overly clear on this, um, but you can qualify based on indirect impact. So you don't necessarily have to be directly impacted by the government order. You can be indirectly impacted. So businesses that rely on the supply chain, I mean, how many, how many businesses are having supply chain issues? They still uh, are. Or had supply chain issues. Right. I mean, this is, it's really broad. Uh, And, you know, particularly in, you know, look at Pittsburgh. um, It's fairly easy for businesses that are primary operate out of a physical location or businesses that are dependent on uh, employees. And, you know, you can basically go by certain classifications of business. I mean, name a restaurant that wasn't impacted by this. Uh, name a manufacturing or transportation company, name a car dealership. Retail I mean, establishment. I mean, anybody. It, it's really straightforward. Uh, and so here, like here's, I just want to share with the listeners. Um, like maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I'm sure my accountant's on it. Or you're thinking about this and like your brother's a business owner and I'm sure he's on top of it or I'm sure she's on top of it. I promise you they're probably not. I have called every, like when, when you and I started talking about this and I started realizing, oh my goodness, there's a lot of money and there's a lot of people that are eligible that don't know it. I went through my cell phone and called every single business owner I knew and said, you need to take a look at this. You need to take a look at this. You need to take a look at this. Here's my friend, Sam. You need to take a look at this. And none of them had filed for the credit yet. None of them. And so it's a significant amount of money and there's a significant amount of business owners that are entitled to it. And so do them a favor and send them to our webinar this Tuesday night, erc-webinar.com, uh, and we'll give them the information. So if they go to erc-webinar.com, they can register for it. We're going to do probably an hour conversation or so on Tuesday night about this thing. And we're going to talk to them about how they can follow up. Sam, we have three or four minutes left. Um, what, um, what are some things you think that we haven't talked about that you just want to make sure people get to know? Well, uh, number one, I want to emphasize, you know, I had naturally assumed that everybody had applied for this. You know, I, I've come from a little bubble in tax. So I knew about this. Our law firm applied for this. We got the credit. Uh, and over the last few months, I've come to the realization about how many businesses are either a unaware or probably more common. Number two, have been told they don't qualify for this. Um, so that's number one, you know, just a quick story. I was having lunch with somebody and they, you know, referred over one of their clients to me and, you know, I got on the phone with the CFO and she swore up and down, they didn't qualify. And they had two accounting firms look at this and were told they don't qualify. And, you know, she was right. They didn't qualify necessarily for, for 2021. They popped back up on their feet, 
But I was quick to point out to her that, you know, based on what she described, she did qualify for 2020. Um, so she got $5,000 per employee for 60 employees. She got a $300,000 credit. So after her, after her accounting firm said she wasn't eligible. For it. After two accounting firms said right. that she wasn't eligible. I'm, so here's my thing with the accounting firms. And I look, I have a lot of friends who are accountants. We work with a lot of accountants. But accountants, this is overbroad. So I'm sorry if I offend you. But a lot of the, the accountants don't, aren't, aren't in the business of like factually an, analyzing things. Most accountants are, are sort of the numbers guys and the numbers gals. And they're, they're, you know, when it's cut and dry, here's what we do. They're not necessarily in the business of advocating a position. And so one of the, the things I love about what you're doing, we, we have under two minutes, is you and your law firm are doing opinion letters for people as to why they're eligible for the credit so that they've got your law firm telling them that they're eligible for the credit, which is a very different thing when we go to amend these returns that I've got a tax litigator's opinion in my hand that I'm eligible for this. I don't think that these things are necessarily a high audit risk. I mean, they're payroll tax returns and this credit is designed to be inclusive, but we're doing that as a service for our clients. You know, I have a hard time remembering what happened three weeks ago, let alone <laughs> anybody comes and asks me that this three years from now. So it's just a good idea to memorialize these things. And again, I, I think the accounting firms are just, not doing the best job they can for their clients on this. And you guys are also helping to amend the 941s. So if it, Oh, we do everything from start to finish, yeah. Just do the whole thing, and then after the IRS crosses it, here comes the check. Right? And even partial credits are extremely lucrative. Everybody looks at this as like six, six quarters. You only need to qualify for a quarter or two. Right. Okay. So we're running out of time, folks. I just want to make sure that you got the call to action. The call to action is attend the webinar this Tuesday night erc-webinar.com if you go there and you register and you happen to miss it i'll have your email address we'll send you the recording so just go to erc-webinar.com if you have questions you can reach out to the law firm at radio at secularlawfirm.com remember folks don't make any legal decisions based on what you heard on this or any other radio show this is for your education but this is a big opportunity you need to get some advice you need to take advantage of it sam any closing thoughts never hurts to ask so even if you've been told no, even if you're uncertain, if you're not 100% confident, go ask somebody. Awesome. Thanks for joining me. Um, I appreciate it. I look forward to doing the thing with you on Tuesday night, the webinar, and it's going to be great. So have a great day, um, folks. I hope you found this helpful. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.